1: It's time to take a closer look at everything from opportunistic antagonists pulling off the ultimate snatch and grab, to freakishly dedicated heels who were rewarded for playing the long game, and many other undoubtedly masterful examples of a villain thoroughly outsmarting your wrestling favorites. Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, and here are the 10 smartest heel plans in wrestling. Number 10, Edge takes advantage of an opportunity. Edge's New Year's Revolution WWE Championship heist still acts as one of the sweetest examples out there of a heel working smarter, not harder. It's often forgotten when reliving the jaw dropping turn of events that would eventually see Vince McMahon unleashing the then Mr. Money in the Bank on John Cena shortly after surviving the Elimination Chamber that Edge had actually planted the first seed for his cash in earlier in the evening. On top of no doubt keeping an eye on the face that runs the the place throughout his first run with WWE's top strap, the rated R superstar clearly felt that the night of January 6, 2006, would be a particularly wise one to strike on, given the fact that whoever walked out of the chamber as champ would likely have just gone through physical hell. So, in a bid to keep himself as fresh as possible, Edge would proceed to get himself disqualified during his Intercontinental Championship match with Ric Flair, nailing the Nature Boy with his briefcase whilst he was locking Lita in the figure four. It was a different time. Two Spears. Later on in the night, would bring that master plan to a stunning and successful end, with Edge lifting his first WWE Championship after wisely resting up and picking his spot. Number 9, Chris Jericho fools HBK with Christian Jericho. Hellbent on proving that he was every bit better than the legendary Shawn Michaels, he would be entering the 2003 Royal Rumble at number 1. Chris Jericho opted to enter at number 2, after winning an over the top rope challenge on the January 13th edition of RAW. But in an utterly inspired swerve on the night. Hot on the heels of HBK making his way to the ring, Jericho's music set the stage for the entrance of a Y2J lookalike in the form of pal Christian. Perplexed at what in the hell was happening, these few seconds of confusion soon allowed Jericho to take violent advantage of the situation. A brutal beatdown and sickening chair shot to the skull soon resulted in Michael's rumble show being stopped. And so began a rivalry for the ages on the back of a truly cunning act of deception. Number 8. Kenny Omega breaks down the forbidden door to seize the belt. Jumping back to the latter stages of 2020, the masterful Kenny Omega had begun planting the seeds for a title-collecting dynasty that would eventually take the business by storm. The bringing of old pal Don Callis into the mix as a special guest commentator for his 4 gear AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament final match with Hangman Page was far more than a show of support. The forbidden door was beginning to creak open, with Callis still acting as Impact Wrestling's executive vice president. And it was Don who would pivotally hand his family the mic, during another guest commentary spot at Winter is Coming, a weapon that would ultimately spell the end of John Moxley's run with the top strap. Far from being done there though, Omega and Callis would proceed onto the next stage of their epic scheme, welcoming the Good Brothers into AEW as the Elite's grip on the company only grew stronger by the week. And it was this intelligent reinforcement that killed just about any hope of Mox wrestling his strap back away from his nefarious rival at Revolution. That and some dodgy fireworks. And the best part? This was all part of a plot that was five years in the making, with Kallis eventually revealing on Impact that he'd been acting as the invisible hand in Kenny's life for quite some time. <laughs> Number 7, A Million Dollar Twin Bribe Costs Hogan The Strap Arguably the most controversial and ingenious example of Ted DiBiase using his millions to get precisely what he wanted came during February 5th, 1988, the main event, as the chuckling villain outsmarted the Hulkster en route to finally getting his paws on the WWF Championship. With DiBiase enlisting the services of Andre the Giant in a bid to seize the title from Hulk Hogan at the event, one of the biggest shocks of the time soon went down as Dave Hebner opted to suddenly count the three, despite the Immortal One's shoulders being off the mat. As it goes, this wasn't actually Dave at all. It was Earl Hebner, you know, his twin. What a world. Earl had been bribed by the Million Dollar Man to pull a fast one on the soon-to-be-departing babyface icon, with Hogan set to take some time off to film No Holds Barred. And with Dave locked in a closet during the bout itself, DiBiase was able to effectively buy the belt off of Hogan, thanks to Andre quickly surrendering the strap to him shortly after. Number 6, Flair inevitably turns on the stinger. Sometimes a devious plan is just so damn effective that even when you can smell it coming a mile off, there's still no guarantee that a hero will be able to avoid the incoming danger. And that's precisely the position the icon found himself in back when he formed an unlikely partnership with none other than the Nature Boy in the lead-up to WCW's Halloween Havoc 1995. Heading into the pair's match against Ric Flair's one-time pal Ann Anderson and Brian Pillman, a great many refused to completely believe the dirtiest player in the game would have the much-loved Stinger's back entirely, not even after Flair was battered by the Enforcer on the first ever episode of Monday Nitro. And sure enough, Anderson and Pillman, once again attacking Flair on the night of the pay-per-view, acted as little more than another sneaky step towards leaving Sting in a truly vulnerable spot. After sitting out much of the contest due to said beat down, Nate finally arrived late in the day, only to receive his hot tag and instantly beat the piss out of Stinger alongside his fellow scheming a-holes. Inevitable, sure, but that still didn't make the sight of Flair and Cole pulling a fast one on the Valiant Sting, any less shocking to behold?
2: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: Number five, Mark Henry pulls the ultimate retirement swerve. Coming into his June 17, 2013 appearance on Monday Night Raw opposite John Cena, Mark Henry had made a few headlines with his post-extreme rules strap match loss to Sheamus comments of I'm going home. So when Henry hinted at a potential retirement from in-ring action on Twitter in the lead up to that June edition of The Red Show, fans were fully expecting a heartfelt send-off to the dominant powerhouse. And for a minute there, it felt like that was precisely what was being delivered, with the world's strongest man donning his now infamous salmon jacket and telling both WWE champion John Cena, and those watching around the world that he was formally retiring from the active roster. In truth though, this was all a simply stunning ruse designed to lure Super Cena into a devastating trap. Henry's true ambitions to finally take home the belt that had eluded him throughout his entire career were exceptionally laced into said farewell speech. But before John or anyone else had a chance to figure that out, the leader of the C-Nation had been epically slammed through the canvas. Number 4. Seth Rollins buys in to the authority. On the back of becoming easily the most popular faction the company had seen in some time, and utterly powering through just about every obstacle in their way, The Shield added arguably the most notable notch to their belt yet in the besting of Evolution. But they don't call him the Cerebral Assassin for nothing, do they? And fresh off of Batista waving farewell to the WWE Universe and Evolution on June 2nd, 2014's edition of Raw, Trips revealed a plan B that would masterfully rid him of the thorn in his side that was the trio and change up the landscape forever. Vying in on the evolution of Seth Rollins, the architect of the Shield decided to coldly sever ties with the brothers he would later claim were little more than business partners. Feeling that aligning with the game's authority was the wiser move if he wished to succeed on his own, and with one catastrophic swing of a steel chair, Seth simultaneously stunned the masses and made Papa H mighty proud. Number three, The Rock aligns himself with the corporation to get ahead. Has there ever been a more calculated and unexpected turn than the one that went down at Survivor Series? Series 1998, probably, but I really like it. Vince McMahon had made it painfully clear that he placed all of his eggs into Mankind's basket, heading into the Deadly Game WWF Championship Tournament at the Survivor Series event. But this was all designed to merely set the stage for the ultimate twist during the eventual final. With The Rock acting as arguably the most popular anti-hero in the company at that point, fans were fully on board with the idea of the People's Champion walking out of St. Louis, Missouri as the new top champ. But in a rather painful case of be careful what you wish for, it was soon revealed late in the day that Rocky had been conspiring with Mr. McMahon all along, mustache twiddle. Before mankind knew what hit him, Vince had pulled off his second screw job in two years and embraced his new corporate champ. But why, Rocky, why? Well, it turns out that the Great One never forgot about the days of Die, Rocky, Die. So he'd actually been planning on sticking it up the people's candy asses ever since. Number two, MJF uses Regal to win the Big One. MJF's duplicious actions as he edged closer to a showdown with John Moxley over the AEW World Championship at Full Gear 2022, were nothing short of magnificent. After fooling the world into believing he'd potentially given the idea of not relying on backup a chance, and subtly convincing the villain of all villains that he was a potential devil worth getting behind, Maxwell executed a devilish piece of business his lordship could be proud of. In the wake of The Firm taking out MJF, William Regal eventually had no choice but to offer his services to the seemingly weak star of tomorrow on the night of his main event battle with Will's BCC teammate. And yet another piece fell perfectly into place as the dynamite diamond ring was traded out for a brass one en route to world title victory. And with this final stage of the master plan to topple Mox complete, Maxwell proceeded to coldly bin off Regal with a sickening cheap shot a few weeks later. Regal's services were no longer needed after extracting everything he wanted from the well-respected veteran. So let's just forget that last unnecessary twist on December 7th of Regal apparently knowing this was all coming and using it as a final parting lesson to the BCC ever happened, yeah? It was just a bit weird, that wasn't it? Number 1, Ole Anderson's Master Plan Ole Anderson had locked horns with Dusty Rhodes throughout much of 1979, with the duo finding themselves at the centre of many a tag team encounter, as the former often teamed with Ivan Koloff to take on the American Dream and an ally. Yet at some point down the road, Anderson appeared to have a change of heart. Ole started to make pals with the baby faces of Georgia Championship Wrestling over the next year or so, and it was this shrewd move that ultimately led to an unexpected alliance with Dusty and an eventual steel cage showdown with the assassins. Both sides were told to choose a special guest referee for the incoming war, with the heels opting for Oli's former pal Koloff and the apparent faces going for Gene Anderson. But then, before the action could even properly get underway, Rhodes was swiftly thrown into a 5-on-1 attack, with the unanticipated turn very nearly causing those in attendance to scale the fence to save the battered babyface. Far from being a sudden attitude adjustment though, Oli would later explain that he dedicated a year and a half of his life to convincing Dusty he could be trusted. He took beatings from oblivious former pals, pretended to fight the good fight, and his secret mission to rid the world of Dusty once and for all not only led to Rhodes being utterly massacred inside of the Omni, it also reminded the world why Oli was truly a gloriously evil mastermind to be reckoned with. And that's our list, know of any of the other smartest heel plans in wrestling history that we may have missed? let us know all about them in the comments section right down below, and do not forget to like, share, and click on that subscribe button while you're at it. Also, if you like this kind of thing, then head on over to WhatCulture.com and find some more incredible articles just like the one this video you're watching right now is based on. I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, thank you as always for clicking on this lovely video today. Hopefully I'll see your faces very, very soon, but in the meantime, hey, just be good to yourself. Bye bye!
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.